0: G'day partners, welcome to another week of All In and what a week we have ahead. Five big group ones coming to you from Rose Hill and a Midway as an entree as well there, gents. And uh, the all-star mile from the valley. First up, Lewis Willoughby from Sky Racing. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, good, Gano. Good, Dino. Um, Big, big Saturday coming up, as you mentioned, those five group ones. And who could forget the time-honoured Midway Benchmark 70 that we've also got on the program. I cannot wait for that one. That might be the most exciting race of the day, to be fair. Uh, No, I'm good. It was a good weekend and keen to get stuck into this, not to forget the All-Star Mile down at the Valley as well.
0: What a segue. Midway Benchmark 72, Dean Watling, how are you? Oh, whack.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, good to be here again, fellas. It's my favourite race um, of the year, the Golden Slipper, so cannot wait to dissect it. Um, Love the historical profile of the race, and we've got the Galaxy, five upper group ones, and then we've got the All-Star Mile, which is... Falling away a little bit, but um, there's still a winner to be found.
0: Outstanding, uh, And boys, before we uh, tackle the All-Star Mile, we'll hit that race up first and then we'll head to Rose Hill for a couple of the group ones. You've got a horse to follow for us, Dean, and then Louis, we'll hit up with Ride of the Week.
2: Yeah, one to follow out of the Black Opal meeting yesterday. Tis Invincible was sixes into 250. Absolute crunch. Very well bred. Five wide the trip by Michael D. He wasn't a group one, so... He was a little bit disinterested, Mikey D. But um, goes to the, uh, the Percy Sykes next. Uh, I'll be following that. But that's for me, Louis, ride of the week. Well, I'm glad you
1: just gave Mick D a spray because I'm actually going to make him ride of the week on SBO. <laughs> so uh, from rags to riches, he didn't have. To, he didn't go around a single horse. Uh, it was an unreal ride, and you know, I think he is finally starting to get the credits he deserves. Has always been a rider at the top level that just really. And this, and this is no offence to him, but just no one spoke about and, and just completely flew under the radar. His last 12, 16, 24 months, especially at that top level, has just been proper insane.
2: Phenomenal. Can do it
1: in Melbourne, can do it in Sydney. Uh, so Michael D on Espiona, that was a cracker in the Group 1 Coolmore. Honourable mention to J-Mac on Shinzo. Uh, a lot of those winners on Saturday were up on the fence in running or at the post. Not many of them came from last and looped the field, so that was a pretty good one there on uh, Shinzo, albeit the horse probably attributed to over 50% of
0: that, but it was still a a good, patient ride to come around them from there and take off at the right time. He had some horse underneath him, didn't he, Louis? I tell you what, it was absolutely trucking up at the 500-metre mark, and there was a bit of a tip about for it late as well, so... uh, they knew they certainly knew that was coming um i tell you what there was one there was one for me and it was august bloom and my mate dean's been uh, throwing it out this morning i think it might be going to the sires or somewhere like that Rider boys all-star mile cannot wait this is a cracking race at the valley uh before we kick off louis how do you see the valley playing
1: yeah look uh valley true rail we think it's going to be they haven't Officially announced it on on anything yet, or that I've seen anyway. But um, it should play pretty fair as normal with the valley. You don't necessarily want to be too far behind, but you still can settle midfield, especially over these long. The further the trip gets, is no real issue. Uh, the track should be in a good four condition. Look, the weather looks fine, just nice and sunny and cool conditions. So can't see any rain ruining the day. Uh, yeah, I think it should play very fair in terms of speed. Well we have a look at the field that is possibly going, you've got Alligator Blood and Nuggets. Keats will be on speed. So I think they'll set a a genuine enough tempo here. I I think they'll be walking up in front, which um, is not necessarily to the detriment of the leaders, but should set it up nicely for horses in behind the speed and midfield as well. Um, I think this should be a cracker race. I know you mentioned, Dino, it is falling apart. And you're probably half right there and that it is and a lot of big names that got voted in uh, didn't end up accepting but I, that's just the way these things are going to go with this kind of scenario and it's good that they've got a lot of horses strong you know top line horses waiting in the wings to take those spots should other horses come out so I think it's a handy enough field still assembled probably a bigger gulf between the top level and the bottom level of the field than a normal race but I still think those at the top are handy
0: Pretty pretty standard sort of all star mile from what we've seen in previous years. And, Lou, I'm sure they keep working on getting it right. At the top of the market, Alligator Blood three dollars. I'm thunderstruck five. Mister Brightside six. Cascadian fifteen. Law of Indices fifteen. Mawanga, fifteen. She's a belter fifteen. Pounding twenty one. And there's Alan Qua, I think fifteen dollars as well. I skipped over that one.
2: Um, Dino, what are your thoughts on the all star mile? Yeah, I think barriers are going to play a massive role in this race. Obviously around Mini Valley. Um... Depends where the speed horses draw. And I think even more so, I'm, I'm struck, Mr. Brightside, the, the horses are going to camp off the speed. You want to be sort of getting to your spot without using too much juice. And same with Alligator Blood and Keats and those front-running horses. It, it's just fascinating. And all the chats about this breakneck speed, but it can often be a little bit different come race day where they help each other out a little bit up on pace. I think the only juice in the market uh, this far out without barriers is my Oberon. I just want to see... Um, Blinkers go back on. Blinkers are off first up, which I didn't like as a massive peak over this track and trip last preparation in the Plate day. So, at the current odds around that $26 price, um, that's the only way I could play it um, this far out. I think alligator blood wins the race, but $3 um, this far out is probably not worth the battle. So, um, alligator blood on top but early doors. My Gunner. My Oberon for
0: what link? What do you got, Louis?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty similar. I'm just going to change
1: around my over-on to Alan Quirr. So, I agree with Dino. I think Alligator Blood wins. at second up. It beat key rivals in the Futurity over 1,400. That was a huge return. It's um, on the figures that I look at, it was the second best career rating. It's career peak is over a mile. It's a four-time winner from seven attempts second up, and it's racing pattern suits Mooney Valley. So, Look, does it yeah, it probably wins, but three dollars without seeing a barrier, etc., especially for other horses where they're drawn, it's probably too short to take. I wouldn't mind having a speck at Alan a stayer who's first up in Australia. These classy stayers, when they resume, they can often run a really, really strong race first up at an unsuitable distance. It already has a great fresh record. It's won three from four first up. And when you look at the form of its European campaign, it ran top half of the field in an Arc de Triomphe and was beaten a length and a half in a Shima Classic. Like those two races are proper global heavy hitting races, and form out of those easily stacks up to the top two or three in this kind of race. Even with your Alligator Bloods and your Mister Bride like an Arc and a Shima Classic, we're not mucking around here. They are proper proper races. So, I, I, um, it, it,
0: yeah. I think you, I think you're underplaying it.
1: Well it's the world's the arc's the world's best race. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> right. like I'd say yeah. alligator blood would be the only one you consider that would be in that echelon. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, so exactly right. So if you're if you're coming out of those races yep. and you've got a great fresh record and you're a stayer who can run well first up, i you know, there's a lot of unknowns. I think the trials have been good, the jump outs at Flemington. The latest one ran fourth, but was after the line, given a bit of a nudge, and just started taking big ground off the winners. Um, so at fifteen bucks, yeah,
0: I'm really happy to tip into a bit of that each way. Love it, gents. So I think we um, we can have a nice little each way play there on a couple of those. Right, boys. Um, I asked you this question: Alligator blood draws barrier three to six. Is three dollars a good price? Yes, I know, Dino. Yes, I think it's an outstanding
2: price. Louis.
1: Yeah, just would be why I don't want it to get taken on by someone like Keats or, or a Nugget if they try and really set this crazy tempo in front. But then it probably just takes a sitting behind them anyway. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd a be very surprised to if, they, if,
0: if they try and roll forward and yeah. do like take it on like with Nugget. Uh, last time Nugget yeah. rolled forward, I'd be very, very surprised. Mm. I think Keats only has one yeah. option. If Keats, if Keats sits off them, he can't possibly. Can't win, yeah. Can't win. Yeah. I do think the Keats might potentially be a, a, a decent place bet like because Mm. you've got to remember like these races are worth a lot a lot of money right so there's there are Mm. some scenarios here where stables are happy to pick up the third fourth fifth prize money so they don't apply and you saw that in the everest early on like they didn't apply those everest first uh, few editions of the everest they didn't apply a super amount of pressure the ones at Red Zell one especially because they were like, Well, we're running for a lot of money here. We don't want to blow up, you know, blow up mm. and run last. So there is an opportunity mm. there for a horse like he, just to get away with a bit of something and, and fill a hole. Um, yep. but yeah, really intriguing race, guys, and I can't wait. Right well, let's turn our attention to Rose Hill, head up to Sydney. Weather is very, very good for the rest of the week. We've got 10 mils of rain forecast tomorrow, which should just be excellent because it's safer from putting on the irrigation because I think we go 29, 31, 34, and about 31 degrees as we go through the week. So it'll be stinking hot. Rail goes out two metres. Um, Dino, how do you see the track playing before we touch on the sleeper?
2: Yeah, Rose Hill, we obviously uh, haven't got the rail yet, but I'm guessing it stays in the true position. Yeah, or two metres, sorry. Yeah, it should play... Um, the usual, like on the weekend, very fair. Um, up on pace, so you shoot races, eleven, twelve hundred meters. Um, you need a genuine tempo, a proper tempo to be making good ground. So I'd be looking at horses um midfield at worst and sort of in the first six is the dominant profile um there at Rose Hill Gunner. And and
0: we just touched on it before we um came on to shoot, Dino, you know that it was a six of the last nine runners he had Yeah.
2: So, a couple of key stats, which I love for these historical profiles. I think they're underplayed in these big races. We saw it again in the Newmark on the weekend, but nine out of the last 11 have come through the Riesling and the Todman, um, but I think the biggest stat is nine out of the last 11 have sat in the first six throughout the run in the Golden Slipper. The two that um, were against that profile was Fireburn and Mossfun. They both run hard fence um, in a heavy track. So, I think that you can sort of offset it with a heavy track. We're going to get a dry track, so I think Uh, At worst, you want to be in the top six on pace over 1,200 metres. And I think we spoke about it. The rail in run has been a really interesting um, profile for horses in the slipper. And generally, uh, the winners come uh, finding the rail somewhere in the run. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: So, like, you touched on that. Then we went back and had a little bit of a chat about a horse like Sebring that missed the start, that sort of flashed through, hugged the rail, held the rail, then flashed through one under. And a lot of those horses that are luckless, they, they don't necessarily come wide or fly down the outside um, most of them they either miss the start Or are a little bit luckless They run, hug the rail and, and get lucky as they all fan Right there, we've got Cylinder $4 favourite Learning to fly $5 Kings Gambit $7 Steel City 8 Red Resistance $9 Shinzo $11 Don Corleone 15 Should have won a Slipper Little Bros 7 uh, a Slipper A Diamond Little Bros <laughs> 17 And Lazago 21 We could go on forever But that'll do Dino, what do you got for us?
2: Yeah, I love this race. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, it's my favourite race. I think Cylinder brings the best profile, Godolphin Elite, stable, third up. We saw it again with In Secret on the weekend. They struck at 26.3% third up. He's got that on-pace pattern. Um, The races he's come through, the Todman, like I mentioned, 9 and the last 11 come through the Todman on the Riesling. So he's got the perfect profile, sits up on speed. I think he's mighty hard to beat. The only knock um, would be if James McDonald... um, he gets his appeal today if he doesn't ride who rides i think that's the only question in the back of my mind um and if he draws out wide but i think four dollars is a great price learning to fly deserves to be there comes with the riesling albeit on the same day as the todman was rated a touch worse i think the race shape there might offset itself king's gambit's the one and Shinzo want to be against i think king's gambit they didn't go to the todman they chose a trial instead which is a big concern for mine and Shinzo comes out of the race in the weekend at Pago Pago, which hasn't produced a slipper winner in the last 11 years, and that race rated really poorly. So happy to be here, fellas, with Cylinder. And I think the one that's big price is probably Don Corleone who comes out of the the Blue Diamond, three weeks between runs. So um, that's the way I've sort of played the race, but cannot wait at all, boys. Yeah, and no, I reckon um, the chances of J-Mac not riding on Saturday,
0: <laughs> 100 to 1. If they had a betting mark on her, I'd just be... You know, gamble responsibly, one 800 858 all in on J-Mac riding this Saturday. Lewis, what are your thoughts on the Golden Slipper? Yeah, I'm glad you went to Dino first because not to remain on the parade, I
1: struggle with the Slipper. It's definitely not my forte, two-year-old um, grand finals. I've already had a futures bet months ago on King's Gambit. I'm too embarrassed to tell you what price I took, especially to what price it got out to. You can find <laughs> it on my Twitter if you want to hot me and have a laugh. So I'm not going to tell you what it is. So I have to with it because I've got a ticket on it. I'm going to stick with Little Bros because it won me the Blue Diamond and I think it's flying. That's not the form line you want to come into with a slipper. Historically, it just isn't, but it can run well. Um, And Steel City, I just wanted to throw in, I thought it was a good win last start and it's already finished alongside Learning to Fly and Red Resistance, who are both in the market. And when it ran second to Learning to Fly – Learning to fly wanted to run out on it on the line. I don't know if it turns the tables, but I just I noted that as a little maybe tiny excuse as to why it didn't go past. And I thought it battled well with red resistance, and it's bigger than both of those in the market. So, um, and blinkers. yeah, I just wanted to have it. Yeah, yeah, correct way. Um, but yeah, definitely punters out there, fellow Dino, and not me here in the Golden Slipper.
0: <laughs> yeah, I tend to agree. I think cylinders clear on top. Uh, Still City, out of the others that you mentioned, should be second favorite on the quick backup. Uh, and if I had to take one from out out wide, uh, Don Corleone for sure, because if you'd like Steel City, I can't imagine there would have been much difference if they both had even luck in that blue diamond. Uh, so they're probably the three, but very, very hard and, and very hard at those prices because we know what the fields are going to be. The book is that that's a, you know, very barriers. high market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's just wait and see if the barriers sort of um, fall for that race. But, it's going to be really interesting, isn't it, Dino? You know, because from that twelve hundred meters start, yes, it's a little bit easier, you know, to find you another hundred meters to, you know, to find a start. Uh, sorry, a position in run than the eleven hundred. But it's still, as you mentioned, one of those positions where you need to be in the top six. Now, if you've drawn barrier twelve, how easy mm-hmm. is it to get to, in the top six from there and not be caught four wide, Dino? You know? Pretty difficult. It's right? a bit-
2: Yeah, it's very interesting. If you look at the historical stats of the barriers, Fireburn, one, Stay Inside, three, and then Farnham, Esther Jab, Seal, Rain, they all drew 12, 14, 14, 11. So uh, maybe thinking that the barrier is not as much as a concern as the racing pattern um, potentially, but in saying that it's the speed drawn around you. They're all each different cases. Um, If you've got a lot of speed and you draw it out wide, it's how you step But You want to see him draw one to six, I think, for a speed horse, and I think you're sort of safe, but um, it's a fascinating setup, and I think I love that it's twelve hundred, not eleven hundred, because eleven hundred favours those up on pace a lot more. But great race! It's my favourite race, and I cannot wait to watch it on Saturday. Just, just quickly with the barriers, with the
1: shoot start, do you think that the like with only that kind of one turn, it's not R- a real disadvantage to be caught out there anyway? Maybe it is slightly, but I don't think it's as huge as if you're going around three or four bends and you caught three or four wide without
0: cover. No, nah, it's just the it's just the, um, the angle of the turn, Lou. It's, like it's like a hairpin. It's hard. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which yeah. I think right. that's why you've really seen bad. a lot of horses come up the inside and, and they save a lot of ground coming along yep. the fence. Yep. I think it's fine if you're sort of first six in that sort of two, three wide line, but worse than that, it's just, if you imagine, it's pretty much a straight line. It's very hard. It's like the Flemington straight. It's very hard to make ground right from the back mm, you sort of need mm. them in that first six but and the um, thing
0: is too dino as you're saying like so the, those horses that are why you do see them successful along the rail is they're conserving energy right along the rail, exactly. doing absolutely nothing under their own steam the horses that have to go wide are using energy to go wide around a very tight turn by the time they get wide they're, they're pretty much done and the thing just gets a sucker under, underneath and I think, you know, there's some certain jockeys out there in Sydney. We know who they are. Um, I think Jake Hollett, uh, Brenton Abdullah. you know, they're willing, Nash, they're willing to make those big decisions in those races and, and stay to the rails. And they're the kind of jockeys you need to be looking for um, uh, Saturday in the Golden Slipper. If you want to uh, be fruitful, I reckon now, lads. There's plenty of Group One racing, but we've chosen the Galaxy as our third preview, and this is a cracking race. Go to the 1100 meters start at Rosehill, which we've talked on. Um, Dino, any any thoughts or stats on the Galaxy?
2: Yeah, the stats back up um our opinion of the favorite on pace. Uh, inside barriers and under fifty five kilos has been the profile for the last uh, sort of ten to twelve years there. So um that's the profile we're looking for and I think you've got to be a serious horse um to win when we're over fifty five, albeit Shelby sixty six did knock off Big Parade with fifty seven kilos. How yeah, but it was, Still it was yeah, a heavy four thousand. So let's not <laughs> let's
0: just um treat that as an outlier and we'll and we'll move yeah. on. Right, eh boys. So we're gonna have we've got Lost and Running for fifty, passive aggressive, $4.50, uncommon James, six dollars at Wado eight remark, eight shades of Rose, eight. Now I'm not suggesting that all these horses are going to this race by any stretch of imagination, but as for eleven dollars as well.
2: Yeah. I'll kick us uh-huh. off. Um I think there's two horses that you'd want to back. Uh Lost and Running has been really good in his trials and they've trialed him up um in preparation for this. He can probably take a couple of runs to hit his peak, but I feel like in his trials, he's really stretched out. His action's been great. We know he's had a couple of feet issues, and that's why he missed Everest. So to see him stretch out and really lowering his stride in the trials has given me confidence that he's here to win and he can turn up to his best. But I just think at the price, around that $6 mark on Common James, he's got the perfect profile. He's going to sit in the first half of the field, no matter what the barrier is. Comes off a a dominant win in the Oakley plate. Um, Depending on what weight he gets, which... uh, there's a lot to play out and to figure out. I'm not going to try I think I'm a weight expert because I'm not. But as long as he's around that 55 mark, um, I'm happy to play him at $6. I think he's so underrated. Um, it's ridiculous. If he was from Sydney or Melbourne, um, from a, probably a more renowned stable, um, I think he'd be favourite for this race and he should be favourite. And O'Day oh, and Hoister, they strike at 40% in both states outside of um, Queensland. So Uncommon James for me, gonna. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Louis, what are your thoughts? Yep, I'm with Dino and come on, James. I want to mention passive aggressive. The,
1: the the mail is that it won't run if the ground is dry, and with the mid thirty conditions expected Thursday, Friday, mm. Saturday, I'm tipping it's going to come out, um, which probably does help Lost and Running's cause. But on yeah, uncommon James for me. Oakley Plate winner, that form standing up, lofty strike runner, cracking second uh, in the Group One Newmarket. It's undefeated third up. It's two from two at that stage, and you're 100 right, Dino. Just completely underrated. Um, so if, you this, if you put this in a big stable, you could probably half its price in this all-in market, to be fair. It is just um, going so under the radar. It's got the fitness. It's got the historical map. Griante won this in 2016, coming through an Oakley Plate uh, in her time, ran tent in an Oakley Plate, and then won this back in 2018. So it is the right form line um, sometimes lately to come through. Uh, I also want to mention Shades of Rose. now. Mm. This horse, it's only had 10 starts. It went from running in benchmark races to getting a slot in the Everest. And I thought it ran really well. Peaked late, probably that last 50 metres just, you know, wandered around. But for a horse coming out of benchmark grade who managed to put together four or five on the bounce and progress like that, it was a huge run against, you know, arguably, well, at least Australia's best. And, and you could say the world's best sprinter definitely at the time. So first up, two, two trial wins leading in. Uh, it matched motors with lost and running in that trial. I don't think you could say that one was going better than the other and they put in the Congo to the sword who was being pushed out through the line. So I think this horse has come on again, only having its 11th start, so much upside to come with Shades of Rose. I don't know if it's a betting prospect. What I'm more saying is I'm really, really keen to watch it. If it gets to a crazy price, you'd have to have something a little on each way. And I really want to see where it gets to this preparation because I think it's improved again off, off what it did last prep. So, uncommon, James. Yes, shades of rose, each way at a big price, maybe passive aggressive, probably won't run on dry ground.
0: Louis, well, really mate. You are that is a five out of five pre uh, like star rating. That was just phenomenal for me. I was just caught up, just absorbed in all of that. It was fantastic. I gotta pull my finger out every now and then, you know, and about time. Well, I'm with that's you. I think, I think Uncommon James is, is a fantastic all in play. And I agree. I think Shades of Rose has enormous upside. So I cannot wait to see how she comes back because I'm pretty sure somewhere along the line she started a
2: career out in, in New South Wales. So wow. Mm, mm, mm. What is did She's journey. set for the Quokka, too, boys. I think that's her, her career. Ah, uh, yep, so. yep. yeah. Bjorn, also, just want to mention.
0: Yeah,
1: he'll be quiet over there. Only um, a <laughs> Just with the galaxy, if you if you're having a bet in this race, you can look ahead to the TJ Smith and the Doomben Ten Thousand. This whole, uh, this race has produced a few winners of the TJ and then the Doomban Ten Thousand when they get to Brisbane. Uncommon James, again to mention, back in the home state and a Doomben Ten Thousand. I mean, I, I couldn't uh, quickly find a futures market for it, but it'd have to. They, you'd think that they'd have to be getting back there as well, surely, wouldn't they?
0: The horse is still yep. up without a yep. shadow of a doubt, mm. but, but I think we might well, be talking that's... at Everest. So if you're going oh, to yeah, Everest, true. you probably yeah. bypass, yeah. Yeah. Probably bypass yeah. that winter option yeah. and just head to the Spelling Paddock. Righto, Dino, your best all-in play for the weekend?
2: Uh, best all-in play is in the Golden Slipper Cylinder. Um, we're on at the big odds, $51. So if I could get some prayers in the comments um, on the – YouTube channel, that would be great. Um, but I think he's the best horse, best two-year-old, best map and best profile. So, cylinder in the Golden Slipper, please, fellas. Did you only get a 51, Dino. <laughs> yeah, they, they, these fat fingers missed the price. Got to get working on that.
1: Louis? <laughs> uh, I know we just gassed up on, on coming, James, but I'm going to go with Alan Quar in the All-Star Mile. Um, I like this. I just think good price. I'll go it each way again. Um, what was my all-in play last week? Oh, it was Lofty Strike. It ran second. So I said, oh, all yeah. I'm on fire with these. You're not giving me enough credit. Come on, this could be the best season of all-in plays you've ever seen. I mean, you're four
2: from, you're four from four, Louis.
1: So, yeah, um, thank
0: you. So no, yeah, you Alan, Alan, you've got to remember, you got to remember. And I love you, Louis. You're low flying, but when your horse is scratched, it yeah. doesn't count, brother. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. Alan, no. Alan H for me and the other.
0: <laughs> love your work, yeah. and Louis, you are low flying. And if there was a, um, if there was a, a, a ratings, a um, what do, they, what do they call those ratings where they have you on top? A um, whatever. You're on top. You're on top. Oh, You're thanks, winning. Great, Gano's sorry, man. What saying. an
2: analogy by Gano um, <laughs> <that's the laughs> What are
0: those ratings call? Like I'm, saying, I'm, best. I'm going back yeah, to words, power. Was a <laughs> power
2: ranking? There you go. Yes, power rankings. Yeah, so. I finally got there.
0: My my all in <laughs> play is Uncommon James. Pro Luke might better clip out of that up because I completely stuff up the um the segue into the all in best plays. the Uncommon James will be my best all in play. Wrap it up, Lewis Willoughby. Uh, give us a midweek best bet.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go to Warwick Farm. Doesn't have a jockey book, so there's a good chance it comes out, but if it's there, race eight, number Are ten, you claim seven that a winner sisters. as well. <laughs> no, nah, mate, come on, only the all in plays. I'm not I'm not that bad. <laughs> um, yeah, seven sisters. Good last start at Canterbury. Canterbury behind dashing legend. around the second best last two of the meeting. Oh, sorry, I forgot. We can't talk about sectionals. God forbid you mention any sectionals without context, Dino. You clown. Don't.
0: <laughs> now, for those who lack context, like context on 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 Louis's comments. Bit of a spray out there for um, form analysts referencing sectionals. Apparently, apparently, doing the hard work makes you lazy. Mm. Yes, yes, that's exactly. Unless right, you're out there clocking so them sorry. yourself, of course, with a with a notepad, because that would be efficient.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's trialled since that run at Canterbury Third up now, if it goes there, I think it can win Race 8, number 10, Seven
2: Sisters
0: at Warwick Farm Outstanding, Dino, what do you got?
2: Yeah, I found Wednesday tricky I'll go to Hawkesbury on Tuesday Race 2, number 1, High Plateau Sexually outstanding, winning first up at Kembla When the market hated it um, Second up now, Barrier Fire. Brad Ruler's riding really well since finding Sydney So race 2, number 1, Hawkesbury on Tuesday High Plateau Outstanding. I'm glad you mentioned it, Dino,
0: because I'm going to go to race five, number two, uh, Candle Lit, that ran third to High Plateau. And this is a 1,100-meter uh, provincial maiden now, so a little bit easier than the likes of High Plateau. And uh, I think you getting the job done. You're getting $6. So race five, number two, Candle Lit. Boys, thank you. Super show. Uh, don't forget to uh, chuck your comments, likes, shares, whatever you've got to do, punters. We really appreciate all your Commentary. Give us your best bet of the week. Why not? Boys, mm. any thoughts to finish? Yeah. So, yes. I want them to take us on. We need, it. we need some
1: competition from the viewers. I want good mail coming through Wednesdays, all-in plays, et cetera,
2: et cetera. I will we'll give away some Barry hats and jerseys for whoever can get the Golden Slipper trifecta in the comments. Ooh. So throw them in. Throw it out there. Lob it. Lock that in, some Dean.
0: So going to give away some hats or some jumpers for the trifecta. I recommend you just box the field, and I reckon you can use no. there so you'll definitely get yourself a hat and a jumper. And I'll work on my analogies. I think the term was power rankings. I'm going to work, work hard this week to nail it. Boys, thank you very much. Until next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, fellas.